Have you heard you can listen to your favorite gripping investigations ad-free? Good news! With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash ad-free true crime. That's amazon.com slash ad-free true crime to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You got a dead body, Inspector. I may be able to help with that. This winter, all your favorite detectives are streaming on BritBox. Don't miss exclusive new seasons of Death in Paradise. There must be something we've missed. Vera. It wasn't an accident, was it, love? Father Brown. What did he look like? And more. Once you start investigating, you won't want to stop. We're done when I say we're done. Stream your favorite detectives only on BritBox. Start a free trial at BritBox.com. Please stay on the line. Hello, my Sippendales. How are we doing this fabulous Friday night? I hope you all had a wonderful week and are ready to unwind, relax, get this weekend started. Thank you for being here to kick things off. Tonight's guest is someone so many of you have requested. I've been giggling every time I see you ask for her to come on because I knew it was coming up. So I know a lot of you are going to be happy and those who might not know her, you will also be happy because now you will have someone new to add to your roster. So let's get this party started. My loves, I present to you Brittany, aka Bratterstein. I literally just ordered three bottles of Prosecco on Skip the Dishes. Because that like, sounds amazing. I would love alcohol so much. It's been so long. Soon, babe. <laughs> Soon, I know. I was like, I asked my doctor, I'm like, so how long, like how much do I need to pump so that I can drink? Because this needs to happen immediately. <laughs> Oh, what did he so say? She just said, she's like, well, it depends. If you're just going to have a glass of wine, like, it's fine. But if you're going to, like, drink, drink, pump, like, for four hours worth. And I was like, okay, so four hours. Got it. Great. Because I'm okay. going to drink, drink. Yeah. You are prepared. I love it. A, a, oh, mo- a mother prepared. That was <laughs> for me. The I was things. like, I was like, I know there's COVID restrictions and people aren't allowed in the delivery room, but are we allowed to bring me wine? Do the COVID restrictions with giving birth are such a pain. I don't know what it's like over there, but fortunately I'm at one of the only hospitals, I guess, in my area where my husband can actually come. I was like, Oh, thank imagine God. if he couldn't, I would have been, he couldn't come to a lot of appointments. So that would have been, I couldn't have done it. <laughs> no. There's no way. And that was my thing. Um, when I had, when I was pregnant with Reverie, I, I just felt bad for every mom in the mom's group. I was like, you guys don't even understand, like, you know, like how amazing you are because you've missed everything. Like the appointments, doing it with your partner, the baby yeah. shower, like all of that stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just like for first time moms, uh, you really, I know really I felt so it. bad. My husband, like the first time he heard our son's heartbeat, it was over, um, like FaceTime. And I felt so bad because he's he was the one who was like dead set with having kids. I was fine, like never having kids. That was I just have cats. You can't see him, but he's right here. And I was like, I'm fine with that. But he always wanted kids. So I was really upset that he got kind of robbed of that because he's so excited. Wow. Every bit of it. He's so excited for it. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm so excited that he's excited. <laughs> oh, he's he's like over. He reads books to my stomach every single night. It's precious. Oh my yeah, God, he's, no really, he's really into that. Yeah. Is he practicing like all the lullabies and stuff? Neither of us have practiced any lullabies, actually. Now that I think about it, we have a playlist um, of different music that we play for the baby that we yeah. just want him to kind of recognize in the womb, but we haven't done any lullabies. I didn't even think about that. 
does he rep- does does the babes reply like does he move yeah oh it's so cute as soon as he hears chris's voice my husband's name is chris as soon as he hears his voice he starts to move in my side like i can feel him when i'm laying on my side he'll start to wiggle it's really I cute. I love that. I love it. It's going to be amazing because as soon as he comes out and he hears your husband's voice, you're going to be floored because he, he, your baby will be like, I know it. I know it. And I know. He'll, I'm he'll really obviously excited know for that you. moment. Yeah. But your husband, like, uh, he's probably going to be like a little puddle. Oh, he's a crier. Oh, he's such a crier. It's going to happen for sure. He's more of a crier than I am. 100%. Are we going to have like little tidbits? Are we going to, are we going to have a little bit of moments where you include us or what? I think so. I had planned on, cause I've kind of mentioned it in videos, like everybody knows. So I think so. I don't know if I'll ever show his face because I'm worried somebody will try to murder him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can just see like, People are out there are crazy. They'd be like, oh, let's kill a true crime YouTuber's kid. You know what I mean? Like, people are crazy. So I don't no, know if that's real are... or if that's just in my head, but we've seen enough to know that people do some messed up things. So maybe, like, the back of his head, something not too... Head, uh, okay. Yeah. That was a question. It little... was a question I had. Yeah, I was like, I wonder nowadays, just because of, like, social media being social media, are we, yeah. we going to show him? Even I am very reluctant, but... Yeah. For some reason, Reverie just kind of made her pre- presence on the channel. You know, Cloud Baby, she's just a staple and mm, like, it I is know. what it is. And I may change my mind once he's born because I asked my husband and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to post him. And his profile is not private, so it wouldn't be difficult for anybody to find him. I did make a separate Instagram just for people I know where I'm posting like a lot more stuff about him. But I can't imagine that I never will because I document my whole life all the time. It's just who I am. I know. You have, the, I know. And that's like me too. You, you have the, the intentions, right. Of just mm-hmm. being like, Oh no, we're going to, we're going to be private. And then all of a sudden you're just like, Hey, welcome to the delivery room. We're on a live yeah, right my, now. <laughs> here's my whole, whole vagina. Welcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Thanks for being here, babe. I know we did. I'm so, I'm happy we were able to do it. I was thinking it was going to have to be tomorrow. Oh, I was too. wants to say hi so bad. He just wants to oh, come please. say hello. He's just right here. He's this little face. He's like, atta- hey. they're both, I have two and they're both like so attached to me. I don't know if you can see this little white spot, but that's my other guy right there. Okay, I can. Okay, and then who's who? Uh, this black little cat is Dutters and then that's Bowser back there. Dutters and Bowser. Okay, Dutters I love it. Dutters Bowser. looks like um, my old cat Oreo. So I just like gravitated right towards little dud- Dudsies. Is what I'm gonna was call Oreo him. also missing 100% of his teeth? <laughs> oh my god, no! He just had to have 13 teeth pulled. Apparently, some cats become allergic to their own teeth. That's a thing. I was like, well, that's just weak bloodline right there. But yeah, he had to lose 13 teeth. Oh my god, Dutters! I know he's got like a fang. It's, it's precious. Okay, how many weeks are we? What are we at right now? Pregnant. You know, it's crazy. I'm nine months. I'm nine months today. No, nine months yesterday. So 36 weeks yesterday. <sighs> oh my. Okay. This is literally Basically done. You're done. This I delivered. <laughs> I delivered two out of three children at 36 weeks and then one at 37 weeks. So this, we could have the baby right now. They thought I was going to have him last week. Actually, there was, I was in the hospital five out of seven days last week because there was blood pressure issues and then fluid issues. It was a whole thing. Um, and they were like, well, if he goes any lower with the fluid, we're going to have to take him out. And fortunately it went back up because they gave me an IV, but yeah, they were like, we might have to take him out last week. <laughs> I was not ready. 
was not prepared You aren't ready? No, no. I don't think I'll ever be ready though. I think it's just gonna have to happen. I'm just gonna have to deal with it because I can't imagine ever being ready. So true. And you know what? One thing I really love that you you talked about on your Instagram was that you would never saw yourself as being, you know, a, a, a mom, like wanting to map mm-hmm. out planning that your life as a mom. And I love that you said that because so I think so many women feel very similar to you, but there's like this, I don't know, this taboo almost of saying it out loud because you don't want to sound like a bad mom for saying you never wanted to be a mom. Yeah. I think there's a stigma with that. Even people, um, I feel like are weird about saying they aren't stoked about being pregnant, but I haven't been stoked about being pregnant either. It's been like the second trimester was cool, but the first one sucked and this one has sucked. Um, I remember, I don't know if you watch any YouTubers who don't do true crime, but Samantha Ravendahl um, is a beauty YouTuber that just had a baby this year. And she did this whole little series about being pregnant and about how she wasn't excited and didn't feel like connected with her baby right off the bat and that she thought there was a lot of stigma around that. But I understood what she meant in the beginning because until I started feeling him move really, I wasn't really excited about it either. I was like, well, this is happening. (laughs) We'll see what happens. But now I'm like very excited and I can't wait for him to get here and us to meet him and see what he looks like and who he looks like. Oh, that's the best. Like who, do you guys have bets right now? Like on who you think he's going to look like more? I think he's already like, cause we did the 40 ultrasound. I think he looks just like my husband cause my husband's Guatemalan. So he's got very pronounced features. We look very different. So I think he's going to look like my husband, but everybody else thinks he's going to look like me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you. I always tell you that. I'm just like, I love when people have babies and and they're not mine. I'm just like, oh my God, like I'm just everybody's (laughs) auntie. Just keep having the children for me. That's how I felt too. My niece and my nephew. So you have a lot of nieces and nephews? No, I just have two, but they were like my entire world. I loved other people having kids. (laughs) You're like, you do it. I'll just watch from the sidelines. But I do love that you talked about that. And I love that uh, Samantha has also been quite open with that. And so I don't know if you watch her, but uh, Raw Beauty by Christy as well. She, I do. I love her so much. Yeah, I do too. And I love how open she was with the whole like postpartum anxiety. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. So many people suffer in silent with that. And they just think it's wrong to like come out and talk about it. And yeah, it's not like rainbows and butterflies being pregnant. There was out of the three pregnancies, there was only one that I liked. And I was like, why do I like this pregnancy? I'm not really sure. But the other ones I was like, stop. (laughs) We need this baby out now. Yeah. That's something I'm definitely worried about happening because for some reason during my pregnancy my mental health has been like better than it ever has I don't know if it's the hormones or what it is but I was always really afraid to get pregnant because I have a lot of mental health issues (laughs) just on a normal day Um, so I've always been afraid of getting pregnant because of postpartum I'm really I'm I'm sure it's gonna happen uh, and I'm just figuring out how I'll navigate that when it does I mean the fact that you're even aware and open to just um going down that path and like knowing that it's probably a possibility is all you can do. I was in the same boat. I was like, after Oriana, I like you during that pregnancy, I was like, Oh my God, my mental health, like depression, who I, I I don't even know who she is. And that was so weird. And then I never had depression again after she was born, but I swapped it for insane anxiety. It was anxiety I'd never experienced, but I didn't know what to do with it. So I just lived with it for like four years until I had like a complete breaking point. I fell apart. I got medication though. And I was like, Oh, okay. So we're like on a different medication now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've never taken medication for it just because the, uh, healthcare system in the U S isn't 
you know, it's not great. Yes. <laughs> and I don't yes. have insurance. Well, I do now because of being pregnant. You automatically get it then. But I could definitely use it because the anxiety, I get depression, obviously, but uh, the anxiety's always been much more prevalent, like day to day. We'll just see how that goes. Because it has been nice not having it during the whole, uh, the whole pregnancy. I know. Like, there, it's weird. You swap out some weird things like nice hair, no anxiety, and then all of a sudden the baby comes out and you're just like, whoa, emotion. Your hair falls out and you get <laughs> scared of scared of the world. I know. It, it's going to be amazing. We're all going to keep an eye on you. We're all here for you if you need us. Mm, thank you. I appreciate that. Not when to take help, but I appreciate it still. <laughs> I, I'm also the same. I'm just like, okay, but I, I will be, I will force myself. I will be like checking it. Brittany, how are you? Brittany, what's like, going how's on? your brain? I'm like, it's, uh, I, I can't think of anything clever right now, but I will think of something in a little bit and wish that I had said that instead. <laughs> text, text it to me later and I'll add it in all the caption. You know, this perfect. is what she wanted to say. This is, what, this is what she wanted to say. Okay. So we're not brushing up on the lullabies right now. Are we, are we thinking maybe we're just going to show him like true crime documentaries? Megan was on the other day and she said that that's what she watched with her grandmother. So I feel like this is um, acceptable. That's funny. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to that episode yet. I've done Britney's and Sherilyn's, but I've been so busy the last like week since the last week I was in the hospital every day this week I've been busy so I haven't gotten to hear Megan's but I actually do that too that's funny me and my grandma would have mimosa and murder days and we would get together before I got pregnant and we would watch IDTV and we would drink mimosas and we would almost exclusively watch Fear Thy Neighbor (laughs) Uh, so that's funny that she does that too because that's what uh, I always do all day until we fall asleep that's, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we always do. Okay, that he's in he's in amazing hands. I'm so excited for yeah. him to come out and meet the family. Is it Grams who got you into true crime? What got you into it? Oh man, I think it's cumulative because all the women in my life, my mom, my sisters, my grandma, we all watch it. Like my sister is one of the biggest fans of my channel, which is really fun. Her and my mom always watch it. Um, so I think that that's part of it. And then I think part of it is because I went to college for criminal justice, so I got even more interested in it. Um, and then I did also have two friends that were murdered, so I think it's just like everything all at once just made it make the most sense to start talking about it all the time since it's all I did, it's all I talked about or thought about prior to YouTube, so. Right. And what was that deciding factor for you? What was it to be like, okay, I'm doing this? That's a really good question. I don't know though. I don't know what the right answer is to that because I always wanted to do it. I did makeup primarily just makeup content prior to doing the makeup and true crime. And I always thought that I wasn't like, I always wanted to talk about true crime. I would, I mentioned it a few times in my earlier videos and I just thought I wasn't the right person for it, that it wasn't like, I wouldn't be able to do it in a way that was respectful enough or I wouldn't be a good enough researcher. And I don't really know what made me do it. I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna try it once. Cause there was a, I saw this missing persons flyer for this girl while I was um, in Maui. I was like on vacation and I saw her flyer and I kept thinking about it and I kept thinking about it. And I went home and like months later, that's the first video I ever did. It's actually privated now because it wasn't very good at all. But I couldn't stop thinking about her and she still hasn't been found actually to this day. She still hasn't been found because I check up on it from time to time. but. I just felt compelled to do her case. And once I did hers, even though it wasn't a good video, I still wanted to talk about it more because once I filmed the video, I was so happy with actually doing it, even though I thought I couldn't, that I wanted to just keep doing it. I love that story. I never knew that. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like a, a really short privated video on my channel that <laughs> I've never deleted, but it's just not public anymore because it wasn't done very well. I have some privated ones too. I ended up privating all the ones where I, um, because I used to do makeup and talk mm -hmm. about the cases. And then um, I was like, okay, well, I kind of, I kind of want to go over to the drinking wine. <laughs> That's just the chilling. Move. Honestly, you, you all who can multitask and do makeup and talk about true crime and deliver it the way you do. And just like the research, like capabilities and still have it like all flow so beautifully. I have so much respect for you because I was like, there was too much going on in the kitchen. I'm like my, I can't do this as, as fluidly as you all can do it. And I, I'm so glad that you gave it a shot. I, I love watching you and I love that your looks are very wearable. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I, I think it's because I'm 33 and I've gotten to a point now where occasionally I'll do some fun stuff, but nine times out of 10, this is what I look like. So I try to do things that people can actually do and would want to do and would want to wear. Um, some of the ones that I have coming out, like, cause I've pre-filmed, my God, through May, like I have a lot of videos filmed up for when I go on maternity leave and some of those are more fun, but most of them are more, more wearable. But a lot of the ones that I'm doing now, I'm not doing makeup at the same time. Actually, a lot of the ones that are coming out in those months, I've just been doing normal narration because I got carpal tunnel <laughs> with pregnancy. So trying to like do makeup at the same time, is just not happening. So hopefully they still like those. We'll see. I don't know. I honestly, I'm, I, I think anybody will want to want to tune in and watch you anyways, because they just love you. Your brat pack. Where did this, where did brat pack come from? Honestly, it's just, um, because my husband called me Bratterstein. So that's how I got the name. And then I loved the brat pack eighties movies, you know, with Molly Ringwald and everybody. And so I yes. just stole it. <laughs> told it a little bit no you didn't I love it it's become your own because at first <laughs> I was like now when I think of the brat pack I think of you but I was like today I was thinking about it and I'm like what was that like the was that like like Molly Ringwald why is Molly coming to me but now like you yeah, are the exactly new face it. of it which is kind of cool you know <laughs> I'll take it I will gladly take it okay so your husband came up with it I had that as a question yeah, I wanted to know yeah. where Bratterstein came from and why because you like are you a little bratty <laughs> Yeah, that's what it was. It's like he would call me Bratterstein and he calls our dog Pupperstein and the cats were Catterstein. That's just what he would call things. So when I made um, my channel, I just called it that. Oh, my God. Because, yeah, I, I am. I, so I'm a brat. <laughs> I'm I very spoiled. So much. Good for you. And good I, for I him that so. he knows it. And, that, and then he gives you a little nickname. He doesn't make you feel like crap about it, you know? Yeah. Uh, Chris is your husband, right? Yes. That's Chris? my guy. Yeah. So <laughs> he's a he's a he's a tattoo artist. I did some stalking. Yes. Yeah, he's a he's a tattoo artist. He started about he started during the pandemic, like mid 2020. What? We both started doing everything. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. How are you? Okay, you guys are like a power couple. You guys could have probably like solved COVID and taken over the world in just 2020. He is that so good. Nice. You are so good. <laughs> Thank you. I know we both had like a very good year because we both wanted to just do things we wanted to do as opposed to things we had to do. And we were like, this yes. is the time if there ever was a time. So let's try it. And I feel like the timing was just so perfect, especially because with getting pregnant, I feel like everything happened exactly when it was supposed to. It feels like yeah. it. fingers crossed. Yes. No kidding. No, like <laughs> that's I would have never, ever guessed that. So have you have you let him tattoo you? Oh, yeah, he's got he's given me. Do I have anything that's on my arms that he did? Wait. Oh, he did this rose. I don't know if you can see it on there. He did this rose and he okay, did the heart yeah. on my finger, but the rest are on my legs. 
that's where I have more of my tattoos is on my legs. That's amazing. So you're just like, hey, babe, I feel like a new tattoo today. Yeah. Or he's like, I want to try a new thing. Let me try. Like we wanted to try red ink alone. So I was like, okay, let's try red ink alone. But now you can't get tattooed pregnant. So he hasn't been able to do it in a while. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. What's your favorite tattoo? Oh, goodness. That's a good question, actually. Um, I really like this one because it's from, you know, the Silence of the Lambs moth. Um, I like this one because me and my grandma got it together. She was set like 71 or something. And she's like, I want my first tattoo. Let's get a dandelion. So I got that with her. So that was fun. And I've got a couple on my legs that I like a lot, but I kind of like them all now. I feel like once you have so, so many, you kind of, they're all like the same. It's kind of just like one jumbled thing at one point. I totally agree. Okay. And like, we need, we need Grams to come on (laughs) the next episode. I wish. I want her to. I want her to. I've asked her, but she's just the oldest woman, you know, (laughs) she's just, she's precious. (laughs) I don't think she's ever seen a video that I've done either, even though she loves true crime, because she's more of like, she needs reenactments. She can't just sit and listen to a person talk because again, she's an old woman. My, my, my grandmother, well, one of my grandmothers is the same. I don't even know if my other grandmother watches cause she's not, I don't think as into true crime, but, um, my one, when my mom kind of told her what I was doing, she was like, okay. And, um, so does she still have a job as the backup for this? Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. Yeah. My mom's that's like, really no. you're like, no, this is what she does. Yeah. It's not how it works, but, um, thank you for, <laughs> for having faith. I think there. it's just a generational thing. They just don't understand. And that's, you know, it is what it is trying to explain totally. to anybody that doesn't really know social media. Cause even I find even people my age don't always know what's going on. Like, how do you make money doing that? I'm like, I don't really know how to explain it. I don't even really know, but you can, it just takes <laughs> a very long time. It takes, it takes so much time. And then once you do it, it, it feels like it happened like overnight and yeah, it, was, and it does. You, yeah. And then you were just like, what was I doing before? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, I don't really understand how it works. I'm just kind of letting it happen. I just finally quit my job, which is something I decided not to go back after maternity leave. So let's hope that that all works out the way the way that I'd like it to did yes I love it that's what you and Megs like I I love you both so much and um her too she just said um in the episode that she two weeks ago she just quit did she finally she's so precious I love her I love her voice she has such a good voice I know I know it's it's the best I'm so excited for you guys because I feel like once like it's so hard to to make that decision and then once you just take that leap you're just like okay this is this is it we are not going back exactly I was so happy to do it because I've just worked there for a long time I was working at a law firm and I've worked with one of the attorneys for seven years and the other one for four years and it just felt like the time that's awesome though. What do they yeah. think of the, like the true crime aspect? And that's kind of where you are on your own now. Well, most of them don't know. Oh. <laughs> most of them don't know. <laughs> one of the attorneys know, like I have, we have a, a slew of attorneys and one of them used to be a DA in Orange County. So he and I would talk because he could talk to me about cases too, which was interesting and actually had something in common, but I don't think any of the rest of them actually know because I didn't really talk about it. That's hilarious. They're just on the internet one day. Hey, is that Brittany talking about murder? Like, why is she putting on her makeup? That's weird. (laughs) I love it. Is that your plan though, babe, to stick out it out for YouTube and, and ride the YouTube train? I love it so much. Yeah. I don't want to go back to another job. I love this so much more. And it, I feel like it combines all of my strengths of things that I'm actually good at, which is like writing and researching 
and I've always felt like personality-wise something... I tried to do acting at one point when I was younger, and I felt like I had something there, but I never really... I was, like, young, young. But I've always felt like personality-wise I had something worth offering, and I feel like YouTube has combined all of those things that I'm good at in one space. Um, and, I and I love doing it. And I feel like coming from the perspective of somebody who's also lost people to murder helps in telling stories empathetically, which I think is obviously important when you're talking about people being murdered, because it's the worst thing that could ever happen. Um, so I, I love it. I love doing it. I've talked to like families of people who I've done cases on before, and that's been really interesting and rewarding to know that they don't think that it's like complete shit. No, that's awesome. Yeah, we have it. a lot. We have a lot in common um, in that in, in that whole, whole sentence there. Like same same thing. Like being able to uh, kind of be yourself, entertain. I guess I don't like to say like entertain, but like be put yeah, myself weird... out there. Use like my gifts when I was young. I was in theater, all that stuff too. And then mm -hmm. my really really good friend was also murdered. And like you said, you have that on. I always have that like on the forefront of my mind when I do a case and just thinking of any family member that would come across it I would never want them exactly to be, you know disappointed in like the delivery or what we're talking about and like you said when you speak to victims family members that makes it so worth it I don't know if you have gotten this yet uh Brittany and I talked about it a little bit about all of a sudden now it's starting to come out where people are like how do you feel making money off of somebody's tragedy and I I hadn't hadn't heard it then all of a sudden I heard it and now it's all I'm getting asked and I'm like okay <laughs> what yeah ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Yeah, that's I, so never... I don't know if you can tell by my body language how annoying that I find that because I find that very annoying. It's tough because I, you don't, I, I feel I'm never the type of person who wants to like sit there and, and go off and even entertain it or feel like I have to defend myself in any way, you know, but just to say, okay, well, first of all, you don't know that I've spoken to a lot of these victim families. Um, it's what they want. They, you know, I've never heard a victim's family say, we don't want their memory shared we don't want anybody to know what happened they want the mm -hmm. story told they want their loved one remembered and then on top of that like if there's foundations or gofundme or organizations or whatever that i can mm -hmm. donate to like i i do and i encourage people so it's like a lot of what anything that i come in like i always want to give it back even if it's even if there's not anything for that family if it's something else just like a charity in my area or something mm -hmm. that's just the way i am you know yeah yeah absolutely and it's like I find, I wonder if these people think, like, if a family was to come to you and be like, I don't like the way you've delivered this, I don't want this, do they really think that we would not just take it down? For one, yes. Yeah. I mean, I would. I would be like, oh, yeah, absolutely. You don't like this. I'm going to take it down. And on top of that, so a lot of the people who are finding our videos are people who are interested in true crime, right? So they're probably watching true crime programming or watching true crime stories on the news. Do they not think that those people are doing it for the exact same reason? Like, especially with the media, the media is like, if it bleeds, it leads. Like they try to sensationalize stories to make money. 
all the true crime programs you watch are dramatizations to get people to watch it to make money and a lot of times they even get those wrong i remember one of these shows which one was it dead something dead dead silence i think is what it was called did an episode on my friend's murders and one of the mothers did not want it to happen and they did it anyway like they don't they don't even care yeah they just changed his name but they did it anyway so it's like i don't know where that ethical line is for people and i yeah. find that to be very odd and i guess that's it right so i i guess if the question is you know how do you feel like you said if it's something that's hurting somebody i don't feel good about it and i'm going to take the video off or do what i can Absolutely. to rectify the situation if i'm not then um i'm going to keep doing what i'm doing and and helping anybody that i can i guess that's the exactly. best answer that we could probably give yeah exactly like if somebody was like if a family was like i am unhappy with this i would obviously take it down because that's the most important thing but that has yet to happen every family I've talked to has been, has been, <laughs> my brain turned off because of this child, um, has received <laughs> it positively and has even like given me more information. I did a case um, on Jason Fox. He was killed, I believe, year before last. And both his mother and father, because they were separate, both wrote me separately and they both appreciated the video and shared it and all of that. So I was like, it warms you get your heart. those. It just makes yeah. you get, when you keep getting, you know, like when you get that, and I feel like they come at the best times too, or somebody reaches out to you, like another family who wants you to work on something and it keeps you going. It just, anytime, mm -hmm. you know, a troll or somebody like that comes in, you're just like, okay, well, um, the family says otherwise. So bye. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I feel like I'm not getting nearly as many trolls as I did in the beginning. I feel like, which is weird because you would think with more eyes on you, you'd get more people being dicks. Um, but I find that it's been the opposite somehow. Like in the beginning, I got a lot of rude people and now it's, it's kind of tapered off a little bit, but occasionally I do get those comments and I'm like, why don't you, instead of commenting this, go eat a dick? Cause that's also an option. You know what I mean? Like, just, just don't, who raised you? Like, don't say anything if you can't be nice. Come on. I'm too I old know. for that. I know. I'm getting better. I'm getting better ever since talking to Brittany at like the block button before I'd be like, oh, okay, God, and then I, I love the block you know, button. I, would, I wouldn't want to block or like delete anyone and then be like, you delete stuff. And it's like, well, if you hurt my feelings, I'm blocking you. So bye. Oh yeah, 100%. I remember the first time I deleted a comment and blocked something, my husband was the one that was like, well, you don't want to be the person that'll do that. And so I didn't. And then I, I thought about it more and I'm like, some of the things though are just to be a dick. Like I would have people just comment and be like terrible teeth. And I'm like, why am I going to let this person like say that? And like, no, I'm going to delete you and block you. Um, so I don't do it for everything, but if you're literally just being mean to me or to like, especially, oh my God, there's certain types of videos that I get the worst the worst people on it doesn't matter which type but i get like really 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 rude people to victims and those ones i always delete and block like without fail because i wouldn't want a family member to come and find that um sometimes people are awful <laughs> like how how who who is gonna go on there and talk about a victim it's the it's the fucking weirdest thing man i don't understand it like the victim blaming i'm always like but here's the thing even if they did a b c and d did they deserve to die for it because i'm gonna go no so no. why even mention it? Like, I remember I, I did a case on a 17 year old girl, a 17 year old girl that was murdered. And people were like, well, if she hadn't done this and led him on, I'm like, that is the, she's a child. One, 17 year olds are dumb. She didn't get a chance to like grow out. Of, you know what I mean? Like think about, I don't know how you were when you were 17, but I was dumb and I wasn't very yeah. nice. 
Um, but you, I, I got the opportunity to grow out of that and become yeah. empathetic and care about people and feel bad about being that way, but she didn't because right. somebody murdered her. So I don't know. People are weird. No, I love that. I love that you said that. I've, I've even, I think everybody that I've talked with on, um, on the podcast so far, we've all kind of shared that, uh, that same up bringing where I think we all go through that angsty, weird, where dick phases, especially like in your teens and learning how to forgive yourself from that. But yeah, I thank goodness nothing happened to me so that somebody can be like, Oh, you, you were a fucking asshole. So you, you like, Oh, really? At 17. I was a dick. I bet you were fucking great. Like, no, we were all kind <laughs> of dicks. We were, no, we were. Is there a case that you will, you will not touch? I've gotten this question before and I feel like I don't think I would cover my friend's case, but people have okay. asked me about that. I don't think I would do it. I wouldn't mind if somebody else did it, but I don't think that I would do it just because I think that that would be super weird. And I okay. used to say, think that I wouldn't cover kids' cases, but I have covered kids' cases. I don't love them, but they are, oftentimes are important. So, you know, you know, people know what to watch for and stuff. So yes. I think the only one, at least at this point, would be my own friends because I think that that'd be weird. Okay. And so just like for like the weird, the weirdness aspect, probably yeah, emotional wise too, I guess. Hey. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I mean, every case makes me a little emotional. I feel like I could probably separate it just because in general, I tend to do that. And it's been such a long time now. Um, I think I could probably be objective, but it wouldn't be as objective if somebody who didn't know them did it. Right. Is it, is it solved? Yeah, it's solved. It was solved pr- like super, super quick actually. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought about that too. It's in terms of um, my friends, but his is unsolved. So. Oh, is his unsolved? That's yeah, so his, fucked up. His is unsolved. How and old then was he? he was 19. Uh, yeah, 19. I just had my daughter not long uh, bef- like I had just had my daughter and then a few months later, uh, yeah, he was murdered. And yeah, to this day, it's still unsolved after 15, 14 years. So, so it sucks. Up. There's no closure, but it was one of those cases where he, um, again, like we're talking like, you know, when you're 17, 18 years old, you're not making the best decisions. He got in with a bad crowd, wasn't really making the best decisions. And, um, we're assuming that somebody from that lifestyle was the one who yeah. killed him. And, um, the police just were like the things that were said about him in the newspaper were just like so heartbreaking because he was so unbelievably so lovely he would do anything for anybody and basically everything that was written about him was like oh he was known to police he was known to associate with these people and it's like so <laughs> like I, yeah. I I've 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 been in like the drunk tank before like I've known to police am yeah. I like am I exactly. nothing now that doesn't is that mean, what we're doing yeah, it doesn't mean that his life didn't matter yeah that's a child 19 is a baby man that's so yeah. young Oh, that yeah. makes my heart ache, man. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. So it's just kind of like we're we're just kind of at the point now where we feel like there's not really ever going to be closure because it's already been written off. It's like, well, he didn't really so many, matter even. Though. I feel like that's tough too, especially if um, it was somebody that's in that lifestyle because oftentimes, well, that's probably a generalization, but I think more often than not, people tend to stay in that lifestyle. So they're not going to wake up one day and come out and be like, this is what happened because they're still kind of in that. I hope that's not the case. Cause that's, I feel so bad for his family to never know. I feel bad, so bad for families with unsolved cases and to never know that's just gotta be much worse than just like 
knowing, you know what I mean? Knowing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've had the chance even to talk to, um, like Nadia Atwi's mom, she's been missing in, in my city. And when I spent the weekend with her, she like, it just, Oh, it was just so heartbreaking because you just don't know what to say. You don't, you want to be the one to be like, okay, like, let's go, let's get our boots on. Let's go find her, you know? And obviously that's already been done. What can you say? What can you do? She's like, I don't know what to do. You know, like there's no giving up. There's at what point, you know, do I just give up? And she's like, I can't, it's my daughter. And of course, you know, you can't ever. Yeah. I can't even imagine what that's like to like know in the back of your head that they're probably gone, but then have the certain cases where people have come back after so many years. So you have that little bit of hope, but never really having, ugh, it sounds like uh, hell. <laughs> it sounds like hell on earth. I know you're just kind of holding on to, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. You never get to move on. Do you like, I mean, you totally don't have to, but if you lightly want, did you lightly want to talk about what happened to your friend? I don't really mind talking about it. No, it's fine. Uh, They were, he was 18 and she was 16. And we were having, um, I lived out in the high desert, which is like, it's just this little dirt spot in the middle of California where it's just, just desert. And it's a lot of tweakers. Like there's nothing out there to do. So what kids would do is just go out to a desert bunker. So it was like an old military bunker and party out there and light tires on fire and just be stupid kids. Um, So we were having a two day birthday party out there and she was 16. So she was lying to her parents um, about where she was gonna be because she was gonna spend the night with her boyfriend in his Jeep. Um, So after the first night of partying, everybody left and a couple of guys who had been at the party who nobody knew came back um, once they saw that there was only one car left and then they took them and killed them. the, one of the one of the guys that was there, like his dad was in law enforcement and they wanted to see if they could get, commit the perfect crime and get away with it. So they just took him into the bunker and killed him both. Execution style for no reason at all. Oh my God. And so these people, like you had like seen them throughout the night prior, like they were also hanging out there? Yeah, fortunately I wasn't there. I was supposed to be there, but I was sick. So I didn't go to the first night of partying. I was going to go to the second night which I'm glad that I didn't because me and my friends were also lying about where we were and we were going to be spending the night in the desert too, which is super creepy to think about now, like in hindsight. Yeah. But I was sick. So me and my two girlfriends didn't go and we were going to go the next day. Um, But yeah, they had been at the party, hanging out with everybody, drinking with everybody, smoking weed with everybody. Like they were just all partying together. And then they came back and just killed him for no reason. Holy shit. I am so sorry you went through that. I mean, thank I'm So they're, they're, they're locked away. They Oh yeah, they got caught. It, they got caught pretty fast. Like I think within like within a week, but then the trial took like 10 years before they actually got put in jail. And one of them one of them I believe is up for parole in the next couple of years cuz he was just a lookout. He was like 16 at the time and he was just a lookout in the car. But the mm-hmm. other two, I believe, I don't even remember their sentences. It's been I literally try not to ever think about it, but um right. I know that the younger one is up for parole soon. And I'm not sure if the other two will ever be. So what does, so just having that in the, I know, like, like you said, you, you can kind of compartmentalize, even though you do have that associating with it. When you think of uh, certain cases with the killers, does not that like you, like you associate it all the same, but like, let's say for instance, this um, one who might be coming up for parole because he's 16, what would your thoughts be on that? 
in another case? Like, would you be like, okay, he was 16. He didn't do anything. Maybe he's changed. Or are you like, absolutely not because you have an association with it? I'm not sure. Actually, that's a good question. I haven't, I can't think of a case that I've covered where that's been the case where it was somebody who was just a lookout. Cause I don't believe he even knew what they were doing because they were planning on going to rob them, but they didn't steal anything. So, I mean, in, in the scenario, I guess if they were just going to rob them and he really didn't know if that was like the situation in another case, I might be like, well, he was 16. He didn't know they were going to rob him, but you can't really know what anyone, what he actually knew or what this person actually knew. So I don't know. I tend, unless it's very obvious, I try not to make too harsh of an opinion one way or the other, because I just don't know. Right. Which I think is so amazing. And, and cause I never knew that about you. I never knew that you lost to anybody. And I do find that is one of my draws to you is I do find that you're very open and you've got, um, I don't know, just like this different lens. And maybe that's just because you, you've worked in like with lawyers and stuff, you, you yeah. can tell that you have this, this different thought process and it really brings everybody in to consider lots of different aspects of the case that we might not. So that's, um, I think that's really unbelievable for you to still be able to have that like level headed thinking. Yeah, I try to, I try to, I mean, there's certain things where, I mean, if it's blatantly obvious, then I'll have an opinion. But with with gray areas, I try not to assume that I know what's right because people are very surprising and you just really never know what's going on. Right. Did you want to, was there ever a point that you wanted to be a lawyer? Once, but not for any like altruistic reasons. I got a massage once and I was like, oh, I'd very much like to be able to afford to do this forever. So I want to be an attorney. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and then uh, once that euphoria wore off, I was like, oh no, I don't. I've never met a happy attorney. So no, I don't want to do that at all. That's awesome. I love that that was the reason. Not <laughs> that was like, it. I, I was like, this is the best. I know how to debate nothing. It's just like, I want to get a massage every day or mm-hmm. week. <laughs> and right now I can't afford it, but attorneys, they seem like they can afford some stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. That's literally it. I'm not going to keep you too much longer because I know I already have with my technical difficulties. It's okay. okay. I mean, I had to get headphones. You know, I didn't even think about headphones. And then when you said it, I was like, oh, it's going to like hear everything in this mic right here. They actually are a big part of it, but I finally like cracked the case. And um, yeah, now I can't even tell. I'm so embarrassed about like what actually happened. No, technology is like... I get it because I feel so old with technology. Like recently, even just this week, I had a new sponsor that I was working with and they wanted me to put like video footage in my sponsorship of me like navigating their website. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I can totally do that. I had no fucking idea how to do that. So I was like, um, <laughs> I need to Google everything. Cause I know so basic of things when it comes to electronics. It's ridiculous. Okay, it's that so makes bad. Me feel better. I have to. I have to send you like a screenshot of like my Google search history, <laughs> trying to figure believe, out how no. to get the the headphones paired just now. Like when I was like, why isn't this working? I'm like, why not pairing MacBook? Yeah, my husband like, had I- to do it for me. My husband does everything. My, my mother-in-law today was like, do you know if like this computer is better than this computer? And I was like, I was like, I know that this computer turns on and that I can do what I need to do, but that's because your son bought it and set it up for me. I don't know if anything. I've told him, like, I'm like, if you ever die, I'm, if the TV is on 
the PlayStation mode, I'm never watching TV again because I don't know how to switch it back. I love that yeah, it's, so, I'm so, so much. I'm so bad at that I, stuff. Honestly, I, and especially with the TV, I love that you said that because whenever my husband's not here and I need to change something, it's always like, I'll call him, I'll FaceTime him. I'm like, what do I do here? If, if I was ever not, like if he was ever to leave me and really wanted to frustrate me, it would be to like unsync the input on the TV and then to like, close all the jars in the fridge oh, super God. super tight yeah. oh, that yeah. I rage I rage I I'm I get it I can't do anything I have the weakest hands just on a normal day so yes. I 100% get that it's it's not I'm, I'm just a dainty little girl I don't know what to say that's just what you're I'm. a little you're a little Bratterstein I'm getting it I'm I love little it Bratterstein. you get it <laughs> like so I can't good. do anything <laughs> you can you can you can deliver a case like no one else and do your makeup at the same time I'm so Thank glad you. that you're in the that. in the in the YouTube community in the true crime community. I'm so um, I don't know. I'm so I'm so honored to be you know like among your presence, and I love this. That's gonna I, make me geek out. Come on, don't do that because I feel I, like I was so excited that you even asked me. I was like, who am I? First off, to be asked that like blew my mind when I told my husband. He was like, oh my god. He was so excited for me because I feel like I don't know if it's imposter syndrome or if it's just my brain but I was like why would that doesn't make sense to me I don't understand so I'm geeking out to be honest <laughs> I love it well I am too so we're equally geek we'll geek together we'll geek uh, actually together. we'll have a little a geek out party with Grams when next time I come to LA there you go I would really really love that come bring know, you would... a mimosa as a well as a, a baby congratulations oh and man we'll I can't wait Grams. The first video I film once he's out, I'm going to be drinking. Because I don't know, I did, like, right before I got pregnant, I started a series called Drunk Mysteries, where I started drinking. I don't know if you ever saw it. There's only a couple episodes because I got pregnant right after, but I was doing, like, unsolved cases while drinking. And then I got pregnant, and I was like, well, just kidding, not anymore. But I want to okay, do it again we, so bad. Yeah, you need to get this back on, because uh, <laughs> I, I, I completely miss that. I never saw that. Oh, it, it was so much fun. I loved it. I mean, I, okay. I got a little, I'm like a little bit sloppy is my problem when I drink because I can't stop. <laughs> so it's definitely a different vibe, but that's me. That's going to make me feel better. because I'll just keep going too with you. Oh yeah. I love that. Before, before I let you go, I want, I like to ask this question. I want you, I, I would like to know what your advice for anybody who kind of was in your shoes where you were made that decision being like, okay, we, it's now or never you and your hubs decided to follow your passions. Look at you guys now. What, you know, what advice would you give to somebody who might be <sighs> thinking of having a new beginning? That I think is so loaded because I feel that we were very fortunate in our timing and in our jobs prior because though he's ta he was tattooing prior to that he's he's also a legal assistant um or a paralegal excuse me but for a different firm like completely separate of me we were both paralegals so we were making decent money to have a safety net um and our timing was really good but for anyone who doesn't have that i would say to really sit down and look at your finances and think about what you actually need to spend and what you could cut so that you can dedicate that time taking a little less time at work if that's feasible and actually doing what you want to do um, whether that be having to wake up a lot earlier than you would like to, not going out with your friends, not getting coffee, like just making those little cuts um, with money and time to make it to make it work. Because sometimes that's all it is, is you think you don't have as much time as you do, but you can fit a lot more into a day than, than you realize. And I know some people can't afford to take time off. So it's just about finding the natural light, which we are losing. Uh, it's just, it's loaded because I feel like I got lucky. 
That's that, why it's hard for me to answer that. I think I think you're cutting yourself a little bit too short too. Like not just lucky, like you're talented I and you've be. got drive and you have you have busted your butt. I mean, the fact that you that you've pre-filmed, you know, how many episodes that you can prepare to yeah. go on maternity leave, like you have that drive too. So I think that's really important. But I love that advice that you gave. Just sitting there, like just looking at your time management, your finances, just making little adjustments. It's totally doable. And that is probably the best answer that ha- I have heard and will hear oh, to good. that question. Because that's what I did to be able to quit. I was like, well, I don't want to go back. It's going to cost more in childcare than me just staying home with the baby. And so I was like, what can I no longer spend money on so that I can stay? And then I cut out like beauty subscriptions, which is stuff I've gotten forever and don't need because how many eye creams do you need? not a thousand, which I have in my closet and like just cutting little things off. And then being like, instead of going out to eat this many times a week, we're just not going to do that. And I'm going to cook more and you know, things like that to make it work. And then putting in the time. That's the thing is it's so much time and you have to be willing to put in the time and to make a schedule and to tell your friends, like, I can't do this this day because I have to do this, which is going to make money. Yes. And you know what though? I always uh, I was nervous about that. And when I started taking it really serious, I think I was nervous about it. Cause like you said, the imposter syndrome, who am I to be like, I have to film today. You know, I never wanted exactly. it to be who does Sherilyn think she, she can't come because she's filming and she, you know, she's trying to do this. And the, the friends who support you, I never had anybody do that, but in my head, I thought I would, and everybody mm-hmm. understood, everybody supported me and then just knew even more how much work it went into it. So letting people in on that even makes that more valuable you know they're just like wow you've really poured your heart and soul into this and they support you even more exactly I think that's part of it is that I know that for me I feel like people don't see it as like serious work so then I feel like I can't or at least I did that I couldn't carve out time for it to make it seem like serious work because I'm like nobody takes it seriously but I take it very seriously so I started just being like you know what if they think it's weird they can think it's weird this is what my priorities are I want to I've never missed an upload since I've started doing true crime and I don't want to so that's important to me to make sure that's always done girl yes that was that was amazing lots of inspiration (laughs) there there we go (laughs) round of applause (laughs) the round of applause I love it okay well you are in I I feel like I can speak for pretty much everybody all of our thoughts sending you so much love and and well wishes for a beautiful healthy safe delivery we cannot wait I hope so (laughs) it's gonna be amazing any day now thank you so much for taking the time with all the technical (laughs) difficulties and being pregnant and wanting to deliver any day now i'm so glad you're oh here. no thank, thank you. you for inviting me on here because this has been so much fun i i feel b- very lucky I and i feel like you soon. confused me with somebody else a little bit but it's okay <laughs> no <laughs> i hope you're back soon i hope so too yeah just let me know if you ever want me to maybe next time um it can be after he's born so that we can get drunk about it because that would be fun. i've ar- i'm already uh i've already made the plans for you oh good oh good i'm, I'm down <laughs> with that sickness for sure. Thank you all so much for listening tonight. Whether you are a Sippendale or a member of the Brat Pack or maybe even both, I appreciate you so much for coming to hang out with us for a bit tonight. I'll catch you in the next episode. If you could be so kind to rate and leave a review, that would be so appreciated. If not, I still love you. Have a wonderful weekend and a wonderful week. I will catch you next Friday. And as always, make sure to love each other, love yourself, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.